Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the American Nightmare Podcast. This is episode 69, recorded Tuesday, December 26, 2023. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sixty nine. Sixty nine. <laughs> Episode sixty nine. My God. Nice. Uh yes, it's just a day after Christmas. Hope everyone had a great Christmas. Got all the um Christmas horror presents that you wanted. Uh I got a big haul of movies. I was just showing that to Chris. Um and had the had the uh pleasure of uh on christmas eve watching uh death rider in the house of vampires the new glenn danzig movie and (laughs) i understand now why it didn't have a distributor (laughs) Uh, i'll say say this much it was it was better than his first movie so at least he's learning stuff well that's good but not by much Uh, not really no and now I understand when I went to see that Eli Roth movie and during the, you know, Q&A session, someone asked about the Memphis song and he talked about being in this movie. And he says, you know, Glenn Danzig has a particular way of directing. Now I understand. <laughs> <So>. <clears throat> but I'll tell you, Julian Sands uh, was <laughs> the lead vampire. Devin Sawa was Death Rider. Those two guys were in the wrong movie. They were both acting seriously and very well, by the way. Like, Devin Sawa was fucking amazing. Julian Sands was typical Julian Sands, and this was his last movie because, uh, right, he died shortly after that. He, he went on the uh-huh. hike and, yeah. and was lost. But uh, everyone else was really fucking bad at acting. Well, except for Eli Roth. Eli Roth hammed it up. Like, you could tell. He's like, I'm going to fucking be movie. I'm going to be a fucking wild maniac. And, man, did he he overacted, really. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, but yeah, what a what a what an interesting film, I'll say that much. All right, let's get started with some horror news. So we're getting ready for Sundance 2024. Everyone excited? Woo-hoo! Yeah. Uh last uh, year yeah. I, I did uh, buy a movie on Sundance online. I did watch uh Onyx of Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls. Uh this year, there's a whole bunch of horror movies been entered in there. And I just checked Sweet. out their website. This is the 40th anniversary of Sundance. You can get a 10-film package for 300 bucks. You can watch 10 films online and then have them on demand during the duration of Sundance to watch uh, films uh, for $300. That's cool. 10 films for 300 Not bad. One film is $25, same as last year. I mean, that's what I paid to see Onyx last year. Uh, and last year really had... Infinity Pool, Talk to Me, My Animal, Onyx of the Fortuitous. Pretty good horror films came out of last year's uh, yeah, uh, for sure. Sundance Film Festival. Uh, this year, there's a bunch more. So um, the one movie I'm looking forward to seeing, and I might actually buy to see it, is Love Lies Bleeding. I don't know if you guys saw the trailer for that. There was a trailer a couple weeks ago, uh, but mm. it looks like it's pretty good. Um, basically, you're saying the... Uh, the summary is a recluse gym manager, Lou, falls hard for Jackie, an ambitious bodybuilder headed through town of Las Vegas in pursuit of her dream. But their love ignites violence, pulling them deep into the web of Lou's criminal family. Hmm. Uh, the cast is Kristen Stewart, uh, Katie O'Brien, Ed Harris, uh, hmm. Dave oh. Franco, uh, Jenna hmm. Malone. Uh, oh. uh, More of a thriller? Yeah, man, but the trailer was interesting because this bodybuilder chick, like, she hulks out. It was pretty fucking weird, but I'm like, man, that, that looks like that might be a pretty cool movie, so uh, I might yeah. check it out. It's it's a horror it's good thriller. Cast. Yeah, yeah. Um, 25 bucks for a single film isn't so bad, so. Now, that 300 for 10, do you get to pick the 10 you want to watch, or yes, are they, just, that's they correct. just dump 10 on you? No, no, you get to oh, pick, you get to pick. 10. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. So definitely, definitely keep an eye out for what uh, horror films come out of Sundance this year. I'm sure we'll probably talk about a couple of them as time goes on. Uh, but yeah, um, Marvel's Blade is going to be coming to a video game uh, made by Bethesda. Uh, I don't know if you guys were aware. Uh, last week there was a major hack 
into uh, Bethesda's network and a bunch of shit got fucking leaked along with a couple gameplay videos <laughs> of the new Wolverine game, uh, a bunch of other crap. And as part of that, Bethesda basically said, all right, we better announce the fucking Blade movie now that someone found out about it. Uh, but yeah, a Blade movie is co- a Blade video game is coming uh, from Bethesda for the PlayStation 4. Oh, it's PlayStation exclusive? Yeah, PlayStation 5, I'm sorry. Yeah, PlayStation exclusive. Son of a bitch. And, and so is the Wolverine game. But you know what? Bethesda and, and all those studios, uh, I think Insomniac is doing the uh, uh, Wolverine game. They come to PC. So if you have a PC mm-hmm. that's capable of playing games, you could probably play it there. Yeah. Might as well just get myself a PS5. Yeah. It's time, man. Get a it's time. Get a Steam box. Steam box, are they any good? I never tried one. I play Steam on, hear, on my Mac. I hear good things. Well, like you can get whatever game you want. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. And they come out with horror games like nobody's business on Steam. Yeah. So it's like, like they, a, have, they have games on Steam that you can't get on the consoles. And they, right. they're just insane. They're, they look awesome. I'm like, well, I'll never see so it. So then you just, you basically that, that Steam box is then like a console itself. And then you get the, the Steam. You buy, have to buy a deck Steam separate. App. You have mm-hmm. to buy a deck separate if you're going to do it on your TV. Mm-hmm. You don't have to if you're doing it on your PC, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, so if you're doing do it on my, yeah, if you do it on your TV, I think the deck is like eighty bucks. It's not terrible. Oh, it's not bad. Steam well, Deck, yeah. But the <laughs> Steam Box itself is probably comparable to a console. Nice price. Yeah, because I play games on Steam, but yeah, you know. I play mm-hmm. games on Steam too. Uh, I don't have a PC. I play them on the Mac, so it's not every game is available. But yeah, hmm. yeah. Maybe I'll try that. Um, according to Stephen, apparently King, the graphics aren't as good either. Yeah. Oh, really? Honestly. Yeah. All right. Next story. Uh, Stephen King's dollar baby program has been disbanded. According to StephenKing.com, their 40 year long program called dollar baby, which allows, uh, film producers to hold on to the film rights for one of his stories for a dollar is now shut down hmm. on the website. It says as of December, uh, theme. Um, sorry, a Dollar Baby has been disbanded. The Dollar Baby program was disbanded December 2023. Contracts issued before December 23, 2023, will be honored and will be remain approved for one year from their instant inst- instantiation, uh, as per the terms of their contract, and there will be no. Dollar baby extensions after December first, twenty twenty three. So I think that's hmm. a good idea. I mean, a, a dollar to reserve the rights to make a film adaptation one of his stories that was a fucking good deal. Yeah, uh, but uh, now it's time to make some real money. <laughs> All right, um, and maybe maybe that's why like some of those film adaptations were shit because if you only had to pay a dollar to get the rights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's true. <clears throat> well, that's what it's funny when you go and you go. My wife always said when you go out to a restaurant and they don't have Crayola crowns, it tells you what how they spend the rest of their money, right? Right on the yeah. food on the food that you're eating. So yeah. if they don't have Crayola crayons and they have generic ones, then you're probably not getting high quality food. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stranger, Stranger Things begins filming its fifth college years in this January. Dude, I don't know how they're going to pull this the fuck off. Because did you have you seen me, uh, yeah. Millie Bobby Brown lately? She looks yeah, like same a fucking, with Finn Wolfhard. Uh, yeah, they're all fucking adults, man. Like what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, like I don't know. Yeah, they should animate it. Animate the last like yeah, like, season, what like, the fuck? Yeah. It was announced no back idea in how June. It. it was announced back in June that Linda Hamilton was going to be joining the Stranger Things. Uh, season five Ooh. cast, but shortly thereafter, uh, the actor strike went on, the screenwriter strike went on, everything just fell the fuck apart, and now they're just getting ready to pick things back up for January. Um, however, it does say that the 10 Cloverfield Lane and Prey director Dan Trackenberg will be joining by directing uh, one of the episodes. But the bottom line is, it's fucking too late. Like I, I said this before, season four should have never happened, it should have been, you know. They're just beating a dead horse at this point, and they're trying to stretch it on. And now they're all going to be like fucking thirty years old, trying to play <laughs> high school kids. Like what? what? Yeah. 
you. Although I did like the last episode of the last season. You know, that, that was, was, that was pretty badass. Listen, it was decent. You know. um, I'm not going to knock uh, season four. It was pretty good. Overall, season four was pretty good. But yeah. come on, man. Yeah, they shouldn't have. They shouldn't have split it in half. They should have just ended it, like right, you know, right. knocked or, it out, or, or filmed both seasons back to back and released them a year <laughs> yeah. apart or something. Like, yeah, you know, like just they, in case. Yeah, like they did with like uh, the, the the fucking uh, Lord of the Rings movies. They like, filmed all three movies pretty much back to back and then released them over yeah. a couple of years. You know, you can't, especially if you got young actors. You can't do this. Yeah, shit. for sure. It's gonna be all fucking weird now. It's gonna be like, hey guys. <laughs> Suspend disbelief. These guys are still in high school. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> All right. Not even seniors either, like in no, high school. No. They were still riding bikes. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, hey, maybe they will. Maybe they'll do a time skip, you know. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know how that'll work out in the story, but whatever. All right. Chucky season three adds John Waters to play the creator of the Good Guys Dolls. All right, nice. I have not watched any of the seasons of Chucky yet. I know, Chris, you've told us we need to watch it. It's definitely on my list. Uh, it's really good. I'll get to it. Uh, but the adding of John Waters is fucking awesome. I'm excited about that. That's cool. Yeah, we're only halfway through season uh, three. They did with season three what, the, you know, Stranger Things did. They, they stopped, I, probably because of the writer's strike. They had half yeah. of it. It ended. And the other half is supposed to be coming. It's just, you know. I, I don't think they had it all finished. <laughs> well, you know what? The bottom line is writers and actors are skilled workers and they should be paid appropriately. Agreed. But it's a great show. Awesome. Good. Uh, Blumhouse has sent out a casting call on, on Twitter, formerly Twitter X, for the Wolfman reboot. Uh, hmm. I'll post a link to the Twitter feed for Blumhouse. Yeah. Twitter, X, whatever. I hope that fucking app just collapses. I'm just annoyed that so many corporations like Blumhouse still support it by posting on it. Stop. Stop posting on X. Yeah. Let it fucking die. Yeah. It's sad because Twitter was my favorite. Of all the social media, Twitter was my favorite because all the companies and people that were on there was fantastic. And then it just went to shit with fucking... Elon Musk rat. Yeah. He's a genius, apparently. Yeah, he's a fucking genius, my ass. Anyway, the web, the web, this posting on Twitter says, Seeking young female, aged 9 to 11 years old. Film shoots in New Zealand starts uh, between March and May 2024. Blumhouse has been developing universe with Universal since 2020, uh, uh, working on, you know, The Invisible Man, which, by the way, fucking great film. Uh I don't know if you yeah. guys recall that one, but that was really oh, good. Yeah. It was really good. Uh, but it seems like they're redoing all the Universal monsters because now they're coming out with the Wolfman. I wonder what's next. Um, they're aiming to release this on October 25th, 2024 from Universal Pictures. So I'm I'm excited about that. I think Plumhouse, it's hit or miss sometimes. But you know what? Uh, the Invisible Man was a unique take on on that story. Oh, yeah. So you think that's what I like they're going to do with all the others is yeah. some kind of unique take, right? Well, yeah, yeah, hopefully they're doing something unique to Blumhouse. Apparently, they pitched it uh, when they did The Invisible Man, and Universal said, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. So, Straight. All right. Naughty Dog has canceled The Last of Us online multiplayer. I was kind of looking forward to that. I thought it was going to be cool, but... Uh, they officially announced on their website December 14th that they're going to continue to focus on single-player narrative games that define Naughty Dog's heritage, and they will no longer be developing a multiplayer version of The Last of Us. Hmm. Eh. It was going to be a first-person shooter, I'm sure, and I'm not really great at those games to begin with, but I really love The Last of Us games. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm terrible first-person. games are great. No, they shouldn't touch it. Yeah, they should keep it the way it, it, it is it was. Yeah, for sure. It sort of drew you in as one person, right? You sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. It really comes down to the writer, like the writer of that game of The Last of Us. Both of those games was fucking fantastic writer. And the team that developed it into a video game is even more awesome because it was really a fun game to play. Yep. 
Uh, Willem Dafoe says Nosferatu remake is unlike anything he's ever done before. According to IndieWire, Dafoe told them, (laughs) yeah. Because he's done some messed up stuff. (laughs) Yeah, like those Eggers films that he's been doing are pretty fucking wild. Yeah, uh, Antichrist was pretty messed up, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, it was. Um, Yeah, so according to IndieWire, he says, Robert Eggers gets better and better and better uh, and more articulate more top of his game every time I work with him. Um, it opens in December of next year, which is a long time away. Try and be yeah. optimist. I think the studio must feel very strong about it because that's quite a tough slot. So I'm excited about that. I saw some footage when we were shooting, and I can honestly say, visually, it was like it was unlike anything. I've ever seen or have ever been part of. Um, the look of it and how it was shot is absolutely extraordinary. And he wouldn't hmm. give it any more details, but I'll tell you what. Uh, Focus Features will giving a Nosferatu a theatrical release on Wednesday, December 25th, 2024. That is quite a prime slot. You know, those uh, holiday movie time. Yeah, uh, They must sure. be feeling really, really secure about what they're doing with Nosferatu. I am pretty excited. I love yeah, that's encouraging Nosferatu, and I loved all the other remakes, uh, especially that one that was like about uh, the you know the acting uh, that that Defoe yeah. was in before Max Shrek. Yeah, with Max Shrek, yeah. like that was fucking great. Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm excited about this. So this this sounds pretty awesome, and and to hear that Defoe is excited about it makes me even more excited about it. Like I said, those Robert Eggers films get fucking weirder and weirder every time you see one. <laughs> yep. The Lighthouse really was like... Oh, God, yeah. I was, like, <laughs> I was excited to see that, and I was like, oof. It was <laughs> it's fucking wild. <laughs> yeah. A new uh, fund, the Stars Han- Hana Fund, uh, aims to line up video games based on movies. Uh, the fund combines Peter Liu's Stars Collective and the Chinese firm Hana Investment and Starlight Media. The three partners hosted a launch event in L.A. last month. Um, the idea is to invest in verticals, including film, TV, comics, games, collectibles, consumer goods, AI, and new tech over the next three years. The fund is partnering with game companies, including Tencent, which is a Chinese company. They make shitty fucking cell phone games. Uh, and Tencent owned Dream Sky Technology, as well as HYJZ and uh, Foreverine to develop games based on the following projects. Garfield the Movie, starring Chris Pratt. Every House is Haunted, from Sam Raimi and Roy Lee. The Burden, by James Wan and Sam Raimi. Hunting Season, from James Wan and Don Murphy. James Wan's The Call of Cthulhu. Mass Extinction and GMO and the Gox Father with William M. Chu and Memory Lost in Space based on the novels by Tong Hua. Hua, Hua. Hmm. Hmm. I'm excited about first of all, we talked about I think we might have texted each other back and forth about this, but the or I posted it on Facebook. But James Wan working on Call of Cthulhu, uh, that is fucking exciting. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That could be some good shit. Uh, it could easily be fucked up too, but I I I, I put my faith in uh, James Wan. So, yeah. <clears throat> uh, I posted uh, last week a trailer for a new film that's gonna that is a uh, Shutter original. Destroy all neighbors. That thing oh. looks <laughs> fucking wild. <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh my god. Uh, I am kind of excited about that. Uh, I'm going to post, I I did post a video, but I will tag it in this story here, but here's the summary of that film. The story begins with William Brown played by Jonah Ray Rodriguez, a neurotic self-absorbed musician determined to finish his prog rock magnus opus faces a creative roadblock in the form of a noisy grotesque neighbor named Vlad played by Alex winter. Finally working up some nerve to demand that Vlad keep it down. William inadvertently decapitates him. But while attempting to cover up the murder, William's accidental reign of terror causes victims to pile up and become undead corpses who torment and create more bloody detours to his road to prog rock Valhalla. 
Destroy All Neighbors is a twisted splatter comedy about a deranged journey of self-discovery full of goopy practical effects and well-known ensemble cast and lots and lots of blood. I'm excited. Yeah, that trailer that trailer looked great. Like looks I was like, oh fantastic. my god. The practical yeah, effects. Some crazy- <laughs> yeah, like and then and then on Twitter, uh fucking uh um uh Alex Winter posted some photos from behind the scenes of him putting his makeup on four and a half hour makeup session to get the practical effects put on his face. Uh, looked fucking amazing. Like, so I'm, I'm he's, just excited. Is he the writer or the director or both? He's producer. A producer. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I knew besides starting and I saw his name attached for something else that I couldn't remember what yeah, producer part of his production right. company is producing this. So they must've read the script and said, this is fucking wild. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, and when's that supposed to come out? Like this month, uh, January, right? Yes, it comes. Uh, I don't have a date, but I know that it's going to be released uh, uh, on uh, Shutter in January. It's also going to be on a couple streaming services. So, no, let's uh, do a review in, in January for it. Then I guess I w- that's what I was going to do. Is like for my pick for next month, I want to. I would like to yeah. review this film because it looks like it's going to be fucking great. Start the year off with a bang. Yeah. All right, that is it for the news. Uh, let's go to the, what do we do now? Five flicks to watch, and it's my turn. So I picked five flicks on Max, formerly HBO Max. Yeah. Um, let's start off with a classic, Aliens. That would be the second Alien film directed by James Cameron. Very good film. Indeed. Uh, that is up on Max right now. Under the Skin, uh, which I've talked to you guys about before, and I don't know if you've watched or not. Uh, I have not no. seen it yet, no. That is a fantastic film. It's a really creepy, really dark horror film. Uh, is that Aubrey Plaza in that? No, that, that's um, Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Mm, that's right. And she's smoking hot in that film. And, yeah, nice. And, uh, whew, but what a fucking creepy-ass film. Okay. Um, the Hole in the Ground, which we reviewed a couple of years ago. Fucking really mm-hmm. good film. Yeah. Um, Cooties, which is another great comedy <laughs> horror. Uh, I really yeah. love that one. Yep. That's got a good cast, too. Yep. And, of course, Stephen King's Thinner, which is actually going to be not on there pretty soon. So go watch it now while you get a chance. That's another great adaptation of a short story by Stephen King. Nice. There you go. There's my five flicks to watch. <coughs> All right. Let's jump on to top five horror movies that we reviewed this year. It was a good year. Yes, we reviewed some good ones. Yes. Not, Not a lot of crap. No. Well, yeah. I don't know. I had a little bit of a hard time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, these are fucking weird. It was hard for me to pick because there was a bunch of really good ones in there. All right. Yeah, I was going to do honorable mentions, but since there's only 12, I'm like, eh, yeah, we'll just stick with the five. Yeah. Uh, go, Sal, Chris, Cray. All right. I will start off. Um, my number five, The Pale Blue Eye. Although not much of a very horror movie, more of a thriller, yeah. uh, but mm-hmm. but it was good. I was uh, actually very was surprised by it. Yeah. Faux show. Faux show. Uh, my number four, The Pope's Exorcist. Um, okay. Also a good flick. A, another surprise for me because I didn't I didn't go see it in the theaters. I really wasn't interested in seeing it. Uh, but it actually, uh, it's, it was one of those movies where I think I remember saying during the review, it was a relief to see it because we yeah. did review a bunch of poo-poos. Uh, and this one was like, oh yeah. my God, real actors doing real acting. This is great. And... It was a really good movie too. It's a bummer that it didn't do so well in the theater because yeah, know, I, I would have liked yeah. to see a, a sequel to it. Well, and the thing about it is, right now I'm reading a comic book by Dynamite Comics uh, called um, oh "Shit, what the fuck, the Devil That Wears My Face," and it's it takes place in the 1600s with the possession of one of the cardinals in in the uh, yeah. it's basically the storyline of this, but but the yeah. backstory where where. The, someone in the church of a high ranking gets possessed by a devil and does horrible crimes on behalf of the church. It's fucking great. So that that really, I was like, oh man, this is a lot like the Pope's Exorcist. Yeah, yeah sounds like it. Yeah. 
Um, my number three is Onyx of Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls is a fantastic comedy horror uh, that I, I, I got it on uh, uh, Blu-ray right now and I fucking love it. I don't know. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's really a funny film. Like I, I was, it was even more funny than I actually expected it to be. So it was quite good. Yeah, same here. I I thought it was really funny too. I was surprised that the small budget that it had that it did so you know was so good. And there's a nice little, nice little, uh, you know, like documentary that goes with this, where he talks about the origin of the character, all the short films he did on, on uh, YouTube, and and then the collection mm, of cool. every short film he did on YouTube is on the disc also. So it's sweet, it's quite awesome. Uh, my number two, Evil Dead Rise, another one that was a real surprise to me. Like I, I knew it was going to be a good Evil Dead film, but I was really surprised at how good it was. Uh, yep, just just great i'm looking forward to the future of the evil dead franchise uh considering you know they've done a couple really good ones now yeah for sure and my number one pearl yeah <laughs> please i'm a star yeah i fucking love yeah. that film <laughs> and we got uh maxine coming out this year right yeah. like isn't that coming out um yep I'm looking forward to that. I don't know. Actually, it might have gotten delayed. Who knows? Because of all the fucking uh, rider delays and, mm. and the strikes and shit. Who knows? But uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be coming out this summer. So we'll see. Sweet. There you go. That's my top five of the movies we reviewed in 2023. Yep. All right, Chris. Uh, let's uh, let's go with mine. Um, my number five is the one that we just reviewed, Cobweb. I won't uh, talk about it too much because yep. we'll probably be talking about it here in a few minutes. So um, we'll just leave it at that. Number five. My number four is Onyx the Fortuitous in the Talisman of Souls. Um, it's a really funny movie. Enjoyed the practical effects. Um, I also bought the Blu-ray, which I don't I don't typically buy Blu-rays. But uh, because of all the stuff that was added to it, I wanted to kind of get the background and, and see the director commentary and stuff like that. Um my number three is the Pope's Exorcist, which uh, yep. <laughs> uh, we, you know, Sal just talked about that a little bit, so I won't get. To, you know, it's funny. Um, my last three are pretty much the same. So number two is Evil Dead Rise, <laughs> <laughs> and number one is Pearl. So nice, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but we we did review quite a few good ones this year. A couple stinkers, but not uh, not as many as usual. Yeah. Um, so nice. that's my t- my top five. Dare I say this Pearl is, is even better than uh, than X. X? Yeah, yeah, it's close for me. I, I liked the, the the setting of of X just a hair more. The movie itself, like the of Pearl. Yeah, I liked Pearl better as far as the movie, but I liked this, the seventies, you know, setting of of X a little bit better. Pearl yeah. just gives me a very uneasy feeling watching it well i like that she had the spotlight in that movie too yeah 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 right i mean the first one she had a small smaller part it's not right that she didn't win best best uh actress come on man or at least have been nominated like yeah like what the fuck man it's not been horror movies is pissing me off man yeah it's bullshit yep all right uh similar list uh number five I uh, went with uh, the pale blue eye. Nice. Again, not that a, was a good flick. It was. Yeah. Good. Again, not a horror horror, but I guess there was some good kill scenes in there. Yeah. Yeah, and suspense, you know, and it's a little creepy. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, the the uh, setting was good on that one. Um, number four, I went with uh, Onyx the Fortuitous. Nice. I don't know. Yep. <laughs> I know. I'm usually. That's usually not my uh, sweet spot. Is the horror comedy? Like Chris loves the horror comedy, but uh, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. No, this one loved it. The practical effects were amazing in that film. Yep, they were. <clears throat> um, number three, I went with all the moons. I, I contemplated I that having one. that as my number five because really that yeah. was pretty good. Yep. Again, I guess, I mean, not a not a super super duper horror movie, but uh, story was really 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 good. Yeah, that was that uh, family, right? No, that the was family the, that does. 
the it girl, was the girl, was the girl that the get, turned into a vampire. Uh, by that, uh, it was like during remember, a wartime, yeah, remember right? Remember, like this the orphanage or whatever it was. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, I I forgot. What, yeah, that was good. That, that was sad, actually. It was very yeah. sad, but yeah, it was it was great actually. It was. I almost made it my number five because I did like that film. Yeah. Yep. It was uh, a good film. And two and one, pretty much. The same. <laughs> <laughs> Evil Dead Rise and Pearl for my number one. Wow. I can't believe the three of us wow. got number two and number one the same all the way across the board. Yep. That's fucking great. That is funny. Well, that's because they were great films. They were really good films. They were. Yeah. They were. And if it wasn't for Pearl, Evil Dead Rise definitely would have been my number one. But, yeah. You know, I, I wanted to make it my number one, but I'm like, oh, man. Pearl well, I think the Evil such- Dead Rise was 2023. For, for like Pearl was 2022, but I think we, we reviewed, reviewed it. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. In January mm-hmm, or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Yep. That was the first movie of the year, yeah, that's right. But I'll take Evil Dead Rise for my number one for the year. Just two, just we, two, two great we'll films. Those that two too. films, yeah, those two films are really good. And Pearl is one of those films where I showed it to a couple people that came to my house, and we sat down and watched it, and they were like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "Exactly, exactly, right? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. That, talk yeah. about some fucking superb acting." Like, she really played a disturbed person fucking brilliantly. And the thing at the end with the credits where she just stares at the camera until her eyes are watering. Oh, man. Fucking yeah. creepy. Like, yeah. I can't wait yep. until yeah. Maxine yeah, comes and she's out. Like, <laughs> yeah. Her descent, her descent into madness as the film went on was just, like, brilliant. Yep. Yeah. Like I said, it, I Bravo, think... Bravo, Mia Goth. Yeah, I think, I think the Academy fucking robbed... Robbed Ty West, robbed all of them. Mia Goth, the the fucking writer, you know, Mia yep. Goth and Ty West wrote that film. He fucking directed it. She acted in it. Fucking brilliant. Fucking brilliant. And I think mm-hmm. they got robbed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Fantastic. Let's talk about our movie this month. Let me just grab my notes here. Okay, the movie this month is Cobweb. Eight-year-old Peter is plagued by a mysterious constant tap. Tap from inside his bedroom wall. A tapping that his parents insist is all in his imagination. As Peter's fear intensifies, he believes that his parents, Lizzie Kaplan and Anthony Starr, by the way, were fucking both great in this film, uh, could be hiding a terrible, dangerous secret and questions their trust. And for a child, what could be more frightening than that? Uh, this was an R-rated film for some language and violence. It's a horror slash mystery thriller. Uh, it was pretty intense too. English, yep. With, with uh, this, the stuff with the child, you know, what I mean that he he did that kid did a really nice job too. By the way, oh yeah, right. agreed. The director Samuel Bowden, producer Roy Lee, Evan Goldberg, uh, Seth Rogen. Uh, James Weaver, Josh Fagan, and Andrew Childs were all on the producing staff. Uh, the writer was Chris Tom- Thomas Devlin. It was released in theaters July Barbarian, 21st, right? 2023. Aren't, aren't there some barbarian ties in that? What was that? The movie Barbarian. There were some ties to that, too, I think. Um, maybe through the production team or something? Yeah, maybe. Uh, the release date was July 21st, 2023, in limited release and only grossed $440,000 in the U.S. Wow. Uh, the runtime was an hour and 28 minutes and the distributor was Lionsgate. I, I think that limited release Yeah, I went to Hulu film. pretty quick. Yeah. I think. Uh, and perhaps it was because it was designed for, for Lionsgate to be released on Hulu and they just yeah. did a theater, limited theater run for the sake of it, but um, yep. With that in mind, it's hard to tell if this film was a success or not. I will say, uh, I enjoyed it. I thought the acting was great. The kids' acting was great. I think Lizzie Kaplan was great, and and um, um, Anthony Starr. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I, I didn't realize that was him at first. I'm like, where where do I hell do I know that? I was like, holy shit, holy shit, it's Homelander. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, Anthony Starr. Uh, their acting was great. The film was great. The suspense was fucking great. 
Uh, yeah, they think the the whole movie, like the the entire time, just like made me uneasy. Like, cause you're, yeah. you're never were quite sure what Which like direction it was like, going to go, or yeah, it was yeah. Like, like it, I didn't. I mean, an hour and a half was great because it it filled it up nicely. And you know, which, which up until it was going to go. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah. No, yeah. Up until like the last like what twenty minutes, I still wasn't sure. Like, like exactly what the deal was. You know, like I was like. I think I know what's happening here, but I I can't, you know, and then when, you know, it it finally hits you, you're like, the fuck? Well, let's, let's pause right there for a moment and just say, (laughs) we are going to have a spoilery discussion. So yeah, you kind of have to, if you're interested in watching this film and you don't want to be spoiled, please pause the podcast right now, go watch the film. And come back and listen. Don't forget to come back and listen. Because I look at the fucking... I look at how many people listen to this full podcast. And if you're stopping here, that pisses me off. Because I can see that you're stopping here and not coming back. <laughs> come back and listen to our review. Thank you. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. And I definitely go watch it. Definitely go watch it. Yeah. It's a, it's a good film. So, for me, I figured out what was going on right after he killed the parents. Right after they... Well, yeah, because... I was like, oh, shit. He shouldn't have killed them. They're not the bad ones. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, fuck, now what's going to happen? What is wrong with this chick behind the wall? Like, what? what's really going to happen here? I was, like, panicking. They were sort of of bad, though, too, though, weren't they? Yeah, like, they they kept giving you those vibes that they were, like, like hiding something, which they were, but, you know... Right, More of, like, because of their shame or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and the thing is... Like you could have, they could have redeemed themselves by at least being honest with their fucking kid, which I'm sure they felt like they couldn't be. But once he started hearing the noises and talking about a girl in the wall, you can't just brush it the fuck off, especially if you're hiding a girl in the wall. Like what the fuck, right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, and then there was the there was the bones in the yard, and the you know like well, you didn't and know what that was did, either, right? right. Like, oh, well, yeah, did it to this girl that was down the road. Yeah, so basically, that, yeah, this, this kid that gets picked on in school comes home, it's not any better at home, and he sort of sends an SOS out to this teacher of his, <coughs> and he's getting picked on, and then getting the bullied. Goes to the house. Oh, that, that was that was the most for me, like on the edge of my seat, is that hammer scene. Yeah, I thought you know, for sure she was going to get he's it. He's going to whack her like three or four times and then like cuts off. And then he like, it's like, oh my God, he didn't do it. And then he comes out to the car again. He's like, oh, he didn't yeah. do it again. It was like. Yeah, same here. He's like, forgot your keys. And then you realize like, where he gets that, that cut. You know, apparently they're still up there. Feeding, feeding her or whatever the hell. She comes out with a pitcher, the, yeah, like an empty pitcher the one time. I'm like, what are they feeding her slop or like, what? Like, Dude, all I know is like. You know those. There was some. Fan, those were all just fantastic misdirection. Like I really yeah, felt for like sure. There, like those parents were up to something insidious, especially yeah. at, especially after the fucking nightmare scene, right? When the kid wakes up with the nightmare yeah. about his oh, mom. Oh, that, that that scared the hell out of me, man. Yeah, I was like, there's definitely when his mom something, sprinted down the hallway. Yeah, there's definitely something wrong with those fucking parents, and and it was a fantastic yeah. misdirection on part of the writer, which. I'm pretty sure the production team that picked this up did that because look, great misdirections, great fucking writing. Like the the audience is gonna love this, and I love it. Atmosphere was awesome, right? The backyard little pumpkins. It was like, yeah, the house was the house was was rickety. It just made you feel like there's something not right about those. Yeah, it made you feel that the parents were, but the inside was the opposite, right? The inside was kind of nice. They yeah, didn't have and cell the, phones apparently or something. It was like they had landlines, which is weird, right? Then the voice in the walls telling you that your parents are like messed up because yeah. they, they, I'm your sister and they lock me in here. Well, shit. <laughs> All right. Right. And then and then you feel like as the kid, you feel like, well, they're I'm I'm in danger. Like the way my parents behave. Plus, once they fucking locked him into the basement there to, to punish him, I was like, well, that that sealed it for me. That yeah. sealed it for me. I was like, okay, there's definitely something wrong with these people. Why do they got a door hidden behind a refrigerator? Well, that was the you know, second and, and, sign where you thought it, they did something to the neighbor. Right. right, there, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. In, there in the little dungeon area. The thing is, the misdirection was so fucking good that all the way up until when he poisoned them, like right when the dad said, did you do something different with the soup? Another like, good, another good part of it. Like, I knew it too. I was like, it tastes like cinnamon. I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, dude. oh, it's the rat fuck, poison, man, it's fucking poison. And then you see the barn door, you know, you know, yeah. smacking shut, like, 
Like he forgot to close it correctly because he pulled some yep. fucking rat poison out of it. Yeah, and his dad heard it too, and his dad's like, oh. He's like, call 911. Yeah, that was 911. <laughs> that was great too. Like the way he died, like just oh, like throwing up all that blood yeah. and shit. And like, I was like, man. Yeah, what the buildup for that was was just intense. And while that yeah. was going on, I'm like, oh shit! I think if the parents are dying right now, these aren't the bad guys. And then yeah. when yeah. the mom was on the ground, and, like, and, oh. and she goes, "Don't let her out." I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. But uh, even like like the the way that they hid her, even once she finally got out of there. Like you never really got a full view of you saw like a shadow here or like up in the corner or in the ceiling when she was like ready to attack those kids. Or just, the, yeah, they, they, that was that was great too. Like they never like gave you a full on view of her. They they had her hidden everywhere. So you know, I was like, is she really a fucking spider? I was well, like, dude, what the hell, man? Then that <laughs> scene where you just see the shadows of the six fucking legs coming out of her. I'm like, what yeah. the yeah. fuck? <laughs> Yeah, man, it was creepy. Yeah, it it, it was uh, it was really good. The misdirection was great. The I think the right overall the writing in that film was fucking amazing, and, and it makes me sad that it didn't make a lot of money in theaters. And I hope I don't know how you measure like that's the sad part is how do you measure the success of a of a streaming film? Yeah, yeah I'm not sure. Like, there must be a way they do it, but I don't I don't I don't know what it is. Whatever like, it is, say- there's metrics that go on in the company that. We're not or whatever yeah. Hulu paid for it too, right? Right. They they don't tell you what Hulu paid for. No. It. Yeah. I mean, you can look online. It does show it you that the production costs. You like you can see the cost of making the film. Uh, but it only made four hundred and forty k. It was a couple million dollars to make that film. Like that's for that's, sure big actors in it. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, they they dump money into it for sure. Like I said, the just the cinematography and all that other thing. They, they, well, yeah, the effects I thought were the pretty thing good is, too. This was Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen's production company that made this. So yeah. like they probably invested a lot into producing this film. Like hopefully they hopefully they made their money out of it because I, I that's the thing about streaming that bothers me is like how do you measure success? How do you how do yeah. you know for sure that a film did well? Well, like you said, whatever Hulu paid them but you know what i mean I, I and does know. hulu go yeah. well if this brought on x number of subscribers then we liked it and we'll do more or do they say oh yeah. yeah 10 million people streamed it it's not that good or oh 30 million people streamed it that did really well like i who the fuck knows yeah yep yeah but anyway the um the I like when the like just when i thought like it was okay she has the kid cornered then bullies show up that you know, to, to enact, a, re- enact a revenge. And they're in there smashing the house up. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is not going to end Dude, well for these kids. That part was <laughs> and brilliant. That part was brilliant because it was, it, was. A, it was a complete distraction in that moment in the film because you thought the kid is fucked. The, the, his evil sister is out. He's going to be dead. He's hiding yeah. under the bed. And all of a sudden, the fucking the kid that he pushed down the stairs at school his his older brother and maybe some friends are out there to cause havoc. And I'm like, oh, shit. Kid's not going to die right now. These fuckers are going <laughs> to die. They're going to be sorry yep. they came back for revenge. <laughs> that, that was the only thing I was having a hard time, like, like you know, making work in my head. It was like, okay, so they got her squirreled away in, like, a, a cage or in a back room somewhere or whatever. I don't know what the hell they're feeding her. You know, I, I, like... Obviously, she walked out of that door with a pitcher one time. But are, they, are they feeding her fish heads? Are they feeding her pumpkins? Like, I didn't know what they were feeding her. Yeah. And, okay, she was born as some monstrosity. But the way she was moving around the house and, like, fucking them kids up, I'm like, what? Like, she's got, like, super speed well, or, like, and then she's, when like, she comes, super. Well, we, we, get it, we, get an exp- we get an exposition from her that explains how that is, right? Because she says to the little brother, they kept me locked up in there with spiders, with rats, and I learned how to crawl, and I learned how to bite. So basically, she was mimicking the rats and the spiders that she was trapped with. And that's why when you, mm. when the noises that she makes when she was climbing was like rats scurrying. I don't Like every time you could hear her move across the ceiling, yeah. it was like, yeah. like, like rats running. Uh, yeah. so she okay, like, okay, okay. She was like, she learned and mimicked the spiders and rats that she was trapped with. It was kind of fucked up to think about, but like she gives that little like couple lines of exposition to the kid, you know, saying that when I was born, yeah. I wasn't right. And not every kid could be loved. And then every kid is, you know, special. Perfect like yeah, you. Perfect like you. And I yeah. had to learn how to crawl 
like the spiders and bite like the rats. And it's like, well, fuck. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. And then, and then they kind of left it open for like a, a possible sequel at the end there. They, they left you hanging. Cause she said, you may think that I'm here, but you're always going to be looking over your shoulder, wondering if that noise you heard or that shadow you saw. And I was like, God fuck. damn. <laughs> Plus like, dude, the, when she finally got face to face with the teacher, like they didn't give you a full body shot of the girl. But when you saw yeah. her fucking face, how her eyes were like bulged out and her teeth were all fucked up, I was like, "God damn, <laughs> the fuck!" Yeah. yeah. Well, she told him that too when she when he wanted to look at her through the wall. She's like, "You're gonna scream, and then and then they'll know." He's like, "No, I promise I won't scream." And he looked through, and he was like, he like backed away. I'm like, "Shit, I wonder what the hell she looks like." Well, that's the thing too. Is like I didn't like at first. I I thought you know that whole there's a whole genre of films like um um. Uh, the blackness under the the floor or what was that the deep dark you know there, there's always those like bodies someone killed somebody the body is underneath the floorboards so the body is in the lake out back of the house or and it's like mm. you're getting haunted by the spirit of someone they killed that's what i was first thinking this movie was the parents killed that little, little girl. girl this is the yeah. spirit of her trapped in the wall because they hid the body either in the wall or in the house somewhere and when you first look and he looks and she peeks the eye is kind of like reflective and almost white like a corpse right yeah yeah so yeah. i'm thinking oh this is like uh you know the spirit of the girl trapped in the wall trying to lead the boy to where the mm -hmm. body is yeah. to get the parents in jail there was a lot of seem legit yeah there was a lot of great misdirection in this film and that's kind of why i really yeah. loved it like i was on edge for a good portion of this film and also thinking, what the fuck is going on? Like, I, is it this kind of movie? Is it that kind of movie? Is it, you know, like you really yeah. didn't, they didn't give you enough to really, you know, because there's but so many they films. They gave where, you enough, but they gave you enough to be on the edge of your seat. Right, to keep you, it keep you interested cool, and keep right? you wondering. But because a lot yeah. of, a lot of films make the mistake of like giving you too much. So that if, if yeah. someone mm -hmm. like us that were like horror film aficionados, we watch this shit non-fucking-stop. There's nothing that you can do in a horror film that we haven't seen somewhere from the 1960s to now, right? But And, true, and, and true. often, we'll watch a modern horror film and go, ah, I know exactly what's going on. Like, halfway through, you'll be like, mm -hmm. I, I know this. This is a whole genre. They're, they're doing all the same tropes that this genre does, blah, blah, blah. This one evaded all of that. Like, it, it, yeah, it, it misled did a good job. you. Good job. Yeah, it misled you in so many directions that yeah. that it was brilliant. And I, and I and loved there's it. There's lots of levels. There's lots of levels to it too. Right? Yeah. And that's what kept you. Yeah. It's like, they just kept adding level on with the parents. And then you got to the level where you're like, well, it's definitely them. Right. And then, yeah. And then that's where the big hook comes. Yeah. In. Like, oh shit. And they're like, Oh shit. If they're dead, it ain't them. <laughs> uh, yeah. What a fucking, yeah. what a fucking brilliant film. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't pick it for my top five of our reviewed because I felt those other films were better, but, but this one still, I, I, it was really good. It was really good. I yeah. wouldn't mind seeing a sequel to this. Like I wouldn't mind if they, if they went further and, and gave us more story uh, since obviously at the end, she's not dead. She is trapped in that cage in the basement. And what happens from there? I don't know. Almost like a prequel, maybe sort of kind of right. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like, or someone moves into the house, the house gets sold or something like that, and some family moves in, and yeah, they can you know. tell you the story about the girl at the end of the street and what happened there. You know what I mean? They couldn't yeah. really. I mean, because clearly at this point, you know, at the end of the film, they showed the boy still in his bedroom when she's talking, saying, "You know, you're not gonna know whether it's me or whatever." But his parents are dead, so he's probably not there anymore unless he has a foster parent that moves in. I'm into thinking that house. maybe the teacher. You think maybe? Or no, the teacher. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They didn't. They didn't give us enough. Uh, I don't know. They didn't give us enough uh, of uh, yeah of a story yeah. to go with there. But but wow, what a fucking! Uh, I really enjoyed that film. Um, Same here. I'm gonna say good pick for me. Uh, three and a half stars. Sure. I was gonna go four. Yeah. Craig, would you say four? Three and a half? Four? Four. All right, yeah, four. We'll give it an American Nightmare podcast four stars. Wow, yeah. that was the last reviewed film for 2023. So that means 
Next month, we will have a film picked by me, most likely, and it's probably going to be... Uh, Destroy All Neighbors. <laughs> Destroy yeah. All Neighbors, yep. Uh, and we will be reviewing the uh, uh, top five. We'll be doing a top five of all the films released in 2023. That includes films we reviewed and films we did not review, because, of course, we are fanatics about horror movies and we watch all kinds of shit that we don't even review on here. Yeah. I watched, you know, uh, since the holidays here, probably I've I could probably do a top 10 end. list. Yeah. 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 Uh, so let's do this. Let's do, let's do a top 10 horror films of 2023. That yeah. Way, I could definitely probably get 10. That way yeah. we can avoid honorable mentions. You know, anything that you might've put in an honorable <laughs> mention, stick it in your top 10. Let's go with a top 10. So I think yeah, we'll go with that. We'll do sweet. the top 10 of 2023. And just and uh, destroy all neighbors. That'll be our January film. So, if you guys, uh, if you uh, listeners out there, get a chance to watch Destroy All Neighbors, is going to be streaming on Shutter. I also believe. Let me double check on that. I think it's also supposed to be coming to theaters. Uh, oh yeah, sweet. I think. Let me double check here. I don't want to be misspeaking this. Uh, destroy all neighbors 2024. Uh, destroy all neighbors. Come on, man. Why can't I find anything about this? Uh, it releases January 12th, 2024. It's going to be limited run in theaters. And streaming on um, Shutter. It's a Shutter original. Same date. Doesn't say if it's the same date. I hope so, but you know, sometimes they don't. They don't release at the same time. Let me see if Shutter has it on their website as to when it's going to be released. Yeah, I was going to say. Might be there already. It says uh, no, I can't. I can't see. It just says oh, all right. So it's going to be on Shutter and limited run in theaters on January twelfth. Yeah. So start streaming okay, January twelfth. Cool. Nice. Very good. All right. So we're good for next month. That's awesome. Uh, I just want to take a moment again, as always, to thank all of our listeners. You know, I see you guys. I know who's listening and I know who's listening to the full episode and I know who's listening only to the beginning and then turning it off. Fuck you, by the way. Uh, also, I know that so many of you are listening. Why the hell aren't you giving us some feedback? I need more feedback. Feedback. So email us at feedback at the hyphen American hyphen nightmare dot com or leave us a voicemail. One five six two two four seven five eight five five. You can leave me a voicemail. Tell me I suck. Tell me I'm an idiot. Tell me that the the podcast sucks. Tell me that we should give up. Tell me what movie we should watch next. Tell me a top five list we should be doing. Give me some recommendations. I know that there's horror fans out there that listen to this stuff and go, why don't they listen? Why don't they review this movie? Well, here's your chance. Leave me a voicemail. One five six two two four seven. Five eight five five. All right. Thanks again to all of our listeners, and thanks again to all the subscribers. Tell your friends, tell your family, and uh, we will uh, see you next month. Yep. Peace out. Happy New Year. <laughs>